The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. I'm in the midst of a series where I'm um, presenting to you, my listeners, uh, some people who I believe are making uh, a large and big impact in the world as far as making it better. And today I have a guest that I want you to hear because I think he has a message that's important for us when it comes to really succeeding in life. So today I have as a guest on my show, the author of the book, Quit, The Last Principle of Success, Dr. Stanley Robertson. How are you doing there, Dr. Stan? Hey, Reverend McDowell, I'm doing great and uh, thank you for having me on. So, you know, you know, this book is really interesting, you know, because, you know, when people think about succeeding, many times the last thing they think of is quitting. So, well, as we kind of drill down into the questions, and obviously we're going to allow listeners, if they want to call in, to call in. Let me just give the number early, and I'll give it, you know, throughout the show. It's 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. You know, um, before we get into any of the questions, do you want to give any background about yourself, et cetera, or do you want to jump right into the book? Yeah, let's just go for it. All right, so... What is the winner's never quit fallacy? Well, in this country, we are we're actually obsessed with um, winning, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I, I think it's great to win, but we have these slogans, winners never quit and quitters never win. The problem with that slogan is that it's wrong. It's a myth. It is a total fallacy. And in fact, I say that successful people quit all the time. So what we do is we we lock into this notion that if I'm going to be successful, I can never quit. But the problem is by doing that, it causes us to continue doing things that are harmful, things we shouldn't be doing. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. So you just said, you know, that successful people quit all the time. So why would yeah. you say no one it was, you know, one of the things that you often will say is no one has ever achieved great success without quitting. Right. That's a bold statement. Why would you say something like no one has ever achieved great success without quitting? Yeah, that's that's true. My premise is that 100% of human beings have quit things before. It's impossible to be successful without the ability to quit. For example, Oprah Winfrey quit um, local TV and became the uh, queen of everything. Michael Jordan quit baseball and won a three-peat. We also know that The Rock quit wrestling and became an action star, and Arnold Schwarzenegger quit being an action star and became a governor. So we know that in order for you to do great things, you're going to have to quit or disengage from certain things that you're doing. In other words, like successful people, they know that you need to quit fast and quit often. So 
as soon as they recognize that something is not working for them, they stop doing it and they re-engage their efforts onto something more productive. Now, that makes sense. That makes sense. So again, you know, this this fallacy or this stigma that's attached, can you explain really what's the stigma attached to the word quit? Right. Yeah, that's a good that's a very good question. The stigma is this. So words have meanings. There is an etymology of things. And when you look at the word quit, Q-U-I-T, we've taken that four-letter word and we have made that into a negative thing. In other words, we have attached a stigma, a bad connotation to the word quit. The word itself is not positive or negative. And in fact, um, there's an axiom that everything in nature is neutral. The word quit, the idea of quitting is a neutral thing, except that we have turned it into a negative. So if I want to insult you, I can say you are a quitter. Well, I just insulted you. So the stigma is that since we have made the word quit something negative, it prevents us from quitting. Therefore, just as an example, if you're in a relationship and that relationship is bad, is sour, in fact, it's toxic, what do we do? We still try to hold on because the advice from everybody around you is stick it out. Uh, if you're in a marriage, and I'm not suggesting that people should uh, abandon their marriages, but in some instances, if you are in an abusive relationship, a very toxic uh, marriage we will always tell you, no, it'll work. It'll work out. You know, God will make it happen. You got to do it. But in reality, you there may be times when you ought to get out of that relationship. So the idea that we've taken this word quit, we there's this negative stigma attached to the, the concept itself, and it prevents us from doing things that may be healthy for us. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and to think about it, you know, even growing up as a kid, hearing, you know, the word quit, you know, being used so negatively that you don't think about it being utilized as something that would help you achieve success. Right, and, right. And that, yeah, my premise is that quitting is, in fact, a success principle. It's something that we ought to be able to master in order to be successful. All right, all right. So when you know, one of the things that, you know, you talk about in your book is goal disengagement. Yeah. Could you drill down a little bit more on what does it mean to to disengage from a goal? Yeah, uh, goal disengagement is actually the technical term for the word quit. If you look at research on this concept, you will see that many of the um, scientists, many of the researchers talk about this concept of goal disengagement. Um, and for me, instead of calling the book goal disengagement, I call the book quit. So the idea is this, that in order for you to be successful, to effectively quit something, you have to be able to disengage from that thing. However, you can't just quit and go home. The reason why it's goal disengagement is because you're going to stop doing the first thing, but you need to realign your goals to something more productive. There's two steps or two, two things related to uh, goal disengagement. The first one is that if you're going to quit something and you're going to be successful, you need to disengage or you need to quit the effort, but you also need to quit the commitment. So there's two things, quit the effort and quit the commitment. 
most of us are okay with quitting the effort. In other words, we stop doing the thing, but the problem is we don't quit the commitment, which is the second part of being successful at this, um, at the thing of quitting. And uh, just as an example, um, there's a young lady I know. Her name is Nicole. She was married to this guy. Nicole, now by her own admission, was a fat person, and she had been fat shamed. She was married to this guy. He was a French knight, tall, handsome French chef. They owned a string of bakeries in Southern California. What one day someone said to her, I didn't know that uh, they said to her husband, I didn't know that the fat lady behind the counter was your wife. Now, this was very embarrassing to her. Uh, she ended up having a baby. Her husband also fat shamed her as well. One day he came into the bedroom. She was sitting down after having the baby. He reached his hand out, touched the skin on her stomach, lifted up the flap uh, of excess skin and said, do you think I could be attracted to that? Well, obviously, this is a very toxic and abusive type relationship, but she could not quit the relationship. Why? Because she was attached to that guy. After they eventually did get divorced, she quit the effort, which is the first part, by getting the divorce. So she was out of the relationship, out of the marriage, except she failed at the second part, which was she didn't quit the commitment. What she did was she wanted to hold on to the business so that she could remain in the relationship with the guy because she was still attached to him. So the idea of goal is disengagement is that you need to quit the effort and the commitment. If you in that situation I just described, yeah, it's good to get out of the relationship, but you also have to to give up the commitment to that individual person, to that relationship. When she finally did give up the commitment, she lost all her weight. She became a successful author. She 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 became very um, successful in life, doing things on her own, and she became a very happy person. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, as 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 I'm listening to that that story, Stanley, it just reminds me how often people will stay in negative situations just because of what culture, society, or commitment. And again, I'm not devaluing. Uh, the commitment of being in a relationship, marriage, or otherwise. Mm -hmm. What I am saying is uh, something I always tell my classes, and I've said on this show numerous times. Why should I? Why should I have to have a negative experience for you to have a positive one? Mm -hmm. Like if this is working for you, and it's not working for me, it's not working. Right. You know that because a relationship means it has to work for two people or, or whatever their dynamic is, or that's interpersonal, but even in business, right. it's the same thing. If you know, it, it can't work for you. And then I'm the one in pain. I'm the one that's, that's disconnected from my vision, my goals, my self-worth, my value and things of that nature. So it, it seems as though that young lady in that story really had to wake up to her own personal sense of value. Mm -hmm. And when she woke up to her personal sense of value, she realized that, she needed to quit that so she can maintain her mental health. Oh, yeah. She became a much better uh, person as a result. But but the idea of quitting, it does apply to relationships. However, it applies to other things. You can obviously uh, quit a job. You can quit negative thinking. You can quit bad habits. Uh, you can quit living in. You know how many times I've heard people say, oh, Chicago, the weather is terrible. It's below zero. You know, I, I, I've been wanting to move for the last three years, the last 10 years. You can quit living in a bad climate. There are many things that people should quit 
but they don't do it. Um, and, and I'll give you one uh, another example. This is re- in relation to business. If you want to apply the concept to a business environment, uh, we all we are all familiar with the circus, uh, Ringling Brothers Circus. Ringling Brothers has been in business for 146 years. They just went out of business. The circus closed its doors. In other words, they collapsed the tent last year. When they closed the door, the Ringling the reason why the circus closed is because throughout their history, they had used animals. Well, the animal rights activists, in particular, people who were um, the, the elephants, they had a problem with the elephants. And they had said, the animal rights activists said that Ringling Brothers was abusing the animals, abusing the elephants. And Ringling Brothers fought tooth and nail for that. They were tied up in court for 14 years. It cost them $26 million. Eventually, Ringling Brothers closed. The reason that they closed is because Ringling Brothers would not quit using animals in their circus acts. And when they asked the owners of the circus, what happened? Why did they do that? They said that animals are so integral to the circus. In other words, you can't have a circus without the animals. However, there is a new circus called Cirque du Soleil. The, that circus is wildly successful. They never use animals in their acts. So the first company, Ringling Brothers, they go out of business because they refuse to quit using animals. Second company, wildly successful, never use animals. So again, we, we've got a problem. Ringling Brothers could not quit using animals and it cost them their business. Beautiful, beautiful. We have a few callers that are holding online, Stanley. Let me connect some of them so we can do what we need to do here, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. Let me. Uh, okay, hello. Is this Crystal? Yes, it is. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Do you have a question or comment? I have a question for um, Dr. Stanley. Yeah, hey, hey my... Crystal, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dr. Stanley. My question is, how did you come to realize that you have to quit something in order to be successful? Uh, well, thank you, Crystal. That is actually an amazing question. Uh, the the way I this concept crystallized in my mind was I have a son. My son is in the Marine Corps, and he is an officer. He's thinking about, or he he was coming up on his the end of his first uh, tour, so he was trying to decide: should I reenlist? Should I not? He 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 decided to reenlist, but at the time he was trying to make a decision. He called me and said, "Well, Dad, what do you think I should do? Do you think I should stay in or get out? Think I should reenlist or not?" Now, when I was talking to him, I thought that he really wasn't trying to find out. You know, should he get out or not? He was really trying to, in his mind, get this. He was trying to give himself an excuse. Like, he really wanted to get out. At least this is what I thought, and circumstances have changed. But he really wanted to uh, not reenlist because he wanted to do some other things in life. Now, I was telling him, you need to reenlist because of the benefits in the Marine Corps. You can retire when you're 42 years old and so forth. Well, it turns out, that I was wrong. I realized that, wait a minute, he is thinking about this. And when I told him that he should stay in the Marine Corps 
And I said, well, he really wants to get out. I was um, asleep that night and I was thinking about this and one word came to my mind and that word was quit. And in my mind, I said, wow, you know what? He doesn't have to stay in. He doesn't have to make it a career. He doesn't have to stay in for 20 years. He should do what he wants to do in life. If he does not want to reenlist, he ought to quit. He ought to get out of the Marine Corps. So that's how I came up with the concept. Uh, now, again, he has since decided he wanted to go ahead and stay in. Uh, but the idea came to me as I was telling people, you need to keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I realized this is ridiculous. The person should stop doing the thing that's not making them happy. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for the question. You're thank welcome. You. Yeah. Thank you, Crystal. We have another We have another caller, Stanley. I'm about to connect. Uh, Reverend Bobby. Hi, Reverend Bobby, are you there? Hey, Galen, how are you? Doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Oh, man, you know, um, it's really good. It's the very good six-day of God stuff, but that's for a different show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, 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 thing about, the thing about quit is, and it's like, you know, I share it with people, and we all share with people. If you're doing what you're doing and it's not bringing you the success and the happiness that you want, you got to make an adjustment. But most time people just say that I'm going to do what I'm doing because it's, 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 it's comfortable, it's right for me, and I'm just going to do more and more of it and I'm going to do better and better. And, and what they get is a better and better and bigger and bigger mess. And I'm right. sorry, I don't remember your guest's name because – you know, I was calling in. What is your guest name that that that, that has the it's book quit? Stan. Stanley, Stan, Stanley Roberts, Doctor Stan. Yeah, and and it's and it's that um, and it's that shift. And you have to quit. You got to shut down what you were thinking, what you were doing, in order to move beyond that. It, it's just like people with um, you know the uh, what expand my territory stuff but then run into the boundaries of their own biases and prejudices that they got to get rid of before they can move on. And that's some hard work, but you have to quit, shut it down so you can do something different. If, if, if I'm even on track with this. Um, you know, I think you, I think that's a, a very good comment and we have a problem. And our problem is that in this particular community, and when I say this community, I'm talking about, uh, new thought metaphysics yep. in this community we have this uh, idea that everything has to be positive we have this idea that uh, you uh, you ha everything has to be a uh, an, an affirmation and so forth well the idea of quits and, and this goes back to something Reverend Galen said earlier and he said that why is or what is the stigma attached to the word quit. The re the problem for us is that since we are a positive people, our mindset is positive, period. We have the, since we have attached this negative connotation to the word quit, we cannot accept the word. We cannot accept the concept. So therefore, even though quitting is a good thing, quitting will help lead to your success. If you quit doing the things that are not working, re-engage to the things that do work, that's going to help you achieve whatever it is you're, you're going after. But since we've attached this negative stigma, negative connotation to the idea of quitting, 
since we are positive thinkers, we cannot even wrap our minds around the concept of quitting, and that can hold us back. Do you think we associate the word quit with some type of failure or incompetence or something like that? Because that's not really true. Absolutely. I think I think that the, we have equated quit with failure. So therefore, if I call you a quitter, I'm insulting you by calling you a failure. Uh, so I, I think what you said is absolutely correct. I think it's not true. However, that is kind of how society has um, wrapped up the word quit. And that's why I say it is a fallacy that the, uh, the, that's why I call it the winners never quit fallacy, because it is true that you can be highly successful. And as I mentioned earlier, no one has ever achieved great success without the ability to quit. In fact, successful people, they know how to quit. They don't hesitate. They will quit. Um, they'll, they'll, we have laws like, um, I, I, I'm hesitating now because uh, I don't, I don't want to mention the uh, number 45 in the White House. However, that yes, guy was able to quit like in business, he had we have laws to help him, for example, and, and other rich people. Uh, so they're called bankruptcy. What is bankruptcy? Well, it's a law that says if this business is not working for you, what do you do? Quit, file bankruptcy, and start over. We call it a fresh start. So quitting can help you become hugely successful. Rich people, very successful people, millionaires, billionaires, they do this all the time. Well, I'm going to listen to you and Galen some more so I can be successful. God bless you guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right, thanks for your call. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Okay. Right. So we got a couple of minutes before we go to the break. So I, I did want to get one other quick question. If you can give me maybe about a two-minute answer, because I do got to cover a few things before we go into the break. Uh, uh, Dr. Stanley, um, earlier you mentioned that quitting is a success principle. You use that exact term. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I, I mean that there are certain principles of success. In other words, we know that there's a laundry list of things that you should do and can do that's going to make you successful. There's characteristics that you ought to possess. You ought to be have the ability to persevere. You ought to be able to be a good leader. You ought to be charismatic. You ought to uh, be able be, you ought to be knowledgeable in your field. Um, so there's a, a very long list of things that are success principles. Quitting is not on that list. So all I'm saying is that quitting is a principle of success. In other words, quitting is one of those things we we need to master in order to be successful. Yeah, well, you know, one, one of the things that's funny to me is, you know, you know me, I always bring a thing back to a biblical context. It's kind of like my thing is mm -hmm. a, a biblical, metaphysical, New Thought Christian minister. And as you're talking what actually came to my mind was Jesus walking up to Peter and saying, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Mm -hmm. So this person whose whole career most likely was connected to a lake. That's how probably he made money. That's probably how his parents made money. It's probably how his grandparents made money and so on and so on and so on. And we get caught up into these roles. Mm -hmm. And then somebody can give you some new information. And if you're willing to take that, that on, you have a new life. 
he quit being a fisherman so he could be an apostle. And I wonder how many people received that invitation who didn't say yes. Because, right. you know, we, you know, we'll never know, obviously, because, you know, people people don't always put the, you know, the quote unquote, uh, quote unquote failures in that in that conversation. Everybody couldn't have taken that invitation. Right. I'm sure it happened to more than 12 or more than 70 or more than 100. But everybody's not going to take the 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 step necessary to quit who they are so they can be something greater. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's a really good point, because those people, those disciples, when Jesus went to the 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 tax collector, the fisherman, whatever they were doing, they literally had to quit what they were doing in order to follow him. Yeah. So so I think that's that's kind of wonderful. So I'm going to do my quick commercial really quick, Stanley, for this last minute and a half. But those who want to call in, you can still call in at 816. 816- Two five one three five 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 again eight one six two five one three five five five. If you want to call in or make a comment, so you know with uh, Dr. Stanley Robertson around his book "Quit: The Last Principle of Success." Also, uh, I want to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donation so as you freely receive freely give my request is that you go to the unity online radio website unity.fm is a shortcut to get there and click on the donate button and help support this online ministry that is going all over the world trust me when i tell you i get comments from multiple continents countries and other continents all the time and this message is getting out we want to make sure that we are of benefit to the world also want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the page, that you give it a five-star rating and write a positive review. I also request that you do the same on iTunes podcast and Stitcher, Stitcher radio app for Android uh, devices. Uh, give it a five-star rating, write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms to get the material out in front of people because that's what we want to do. We want to get the material out in front of people. So let's just be mindful that you're part of the team, the team of getting this truth out into the world. So we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, Please make your donation today by going to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Ogan Holder speaking at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts on Living an Abundant Life. Examine your life, whatever you may think is missing or lacking, or you wish you had. 
realize that you are bearing false witness against your true self and speak words of abundance to it. Speak words of truth to it and to yourself and repeat them over and over again until you've brainwashed yourself into believing that you are divine. The moment you begin to think and speak as if truly you are the embodiment of all that is. This is the only thing we got to get in through our thick skulls. Living the abundant life is not about what we have. Living the abundant life is realizing that we have it all. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Did you know February 17th is the beginning of Kindness Week? It's a time to perform acts of kindness for others. And during that week only, Unity Books is offering a special deal on its random acts of kindness journal titled, Write It on Your Heart. Buy one and get one free. This beautiful book suggests different ways you can perform acts of kindness, then has room to journal about your experience. Find it at unitybooks.org kindness. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more. Do you dread going to work every day and just pray for Friday? Get a fresh perspective on your career with Mo Fall and bring your soul to work every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A leadership mentor and career coach, Mo can help you go from underpaid, unsatisfied, and unappreciated to loving your life and career again. Join the show and let Mo guide you to make some real life changes. Tune in every Thursday here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. My guest today is Dr. Stanley Robertson the author of the book, Quit, The Last Principle of Success. And Dr. Stanley, before we get into some more questions, I want to give the listeners an opportunity to get connected to you. Do you have a website? Um, how can they get your book? Can you let them know how they can connect with you, please? Yeah, the they can order the book on Amazon.com. Uh, just type in my name, Stanley G. Robertson, or type in Quit, The Last Principle of Success. Uh, so just order it on Amazon or uh, you can always go to my website, which is thequitdoctor.com, thequitdoctor.com. All right. So make sure you all, uh, you know, plug in, check it out, because here's the thing. If you want to get to where you want to be, that means you got to let go of some stuff that's not working, you know, and, you know, it, it's just kind of funny, uh, Stanley, and, you know, we can get to some more questions in a moment. Uh, the emotional attachment. Because when I'm when I'm listening, to you talk about the stories. Really, was it seems that what seems to be stopping the majority of the people is the emotional attachment. It's, that's what's making this commitment to uh, so hard. Because there, we 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 give things so much meaning that if I quit, 
you know, what does it mean about me? What does it mean about, you know, who I am as a person and all these other things without realizing you can just drop it and do something else. That is right. Uh, in fact, what I did is I created this four-step process on how to be a successful quitter. So if you do want to quit, you've got things in your life you need to let go of, then if you follow this four-step process, it can help you. Uh, the the first step, I use the word quit, Q-U-I-T, uh, as an acronym to describe the four-step process. The Q is quit quickly. Uh, in other words, as I mentioned earlier, really successful people, they quit fast, they quit often. As soon as you recognize the thing is not working for you, don't let it fester, don't let it linger. Disengage, quit that thing and do the thing that's going to uh, make you more happy, healthier, more successful. Uh, so the, the Q is quit quickly. But the second letter, the U, is understand the negative emotions. And that's what you're talking about right now. The biggest thing that prevents us from quitting, I believe, is the idea that there is a negative stigma. The, the emotional side of quitting prevents us from doing it. So in other words, if you want to uh, move because the climate in Chicago is, is so bad, it's so brutal in the wintertime, you want to do this, you desire to do this, yet you refuse to do it, and you talk about it for years. Why? Because of the emotions attached. In other words, you have a connection to Chicago, maybe your family, maybe your friends, uh, maybe you've grown up there, but there's nothing to prevent you from living in anywhere you want to. You you're literally can live anywhere you want in the in the country. So the negative emotion is the thing, uh, and I agree with you that probably prevents us most from doing the things we really want to be doing. Well, well, since you're you know speaking on your four step process, could you gave the first two steps. Could you give the other two so um, so people can understand what the process is? So when they get you know get the book, they know what they're working. Uh, with and and how to work it. Uh, yeah, sure. The um, so we mentioned the first two steps. Q, quit quickly. You, uh, you understand the negative emotions. I is for initiate new goals. So in other words, quitting. You, you're not going to be successful if you quit and go home, sit on the couch, and eat potatoes. Why? Because you'll be a couch potato. So you don't want to be a couch potato. What you want to do is understand what's going on, figure out uh, what is working and what is not working, and then realign yourself. So that's what the I is for, initiate new goals. And then in the book, I'll, I'll, I give um, steps on how to do that. And then the T is for transform your behavior. Uh, and that means that once you quit doing something, you can't keep doing the same thing you've been doing. Uh, in other words, if you're in a bad relationship, and you want to get out of that relationship, that's good. But you can't keep uh, interacting the same way you were interacting before. Or if you want to uh, quit a job, quit a career, quit uh, negative thinking, quit a bad habit, you've got to be able to transform your behavior. Because if you keep doing the same thing that you were doing prior to quitting the thing, you're going to continue to get the same result. Uh, and and once again, um, you know, there's things that uh, that I'm suggesting that you need to do in order to transform your behavior. Uh, there's things that uh, that you need to to be able to do. Uh, so that's the four steps. Quit quickly, understand the negative emotions, initiate a new goal and then transform your behavior.
Beautiful, beautiful. Again, I want to give people an opportunity to call in if they so desire. The number is 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. So you had mentioned earlier, you gave an example of, you know, the businessman turned president, uh, <laughs> whether however people believe it about him, you know, we're not here to get into the politics of that, you know, uh, you know, have strong opinions about that, but that's not what this show is for. <laughs> uh, but can you give us some other examples of how this concept applies to business? Oh, sure. Um, all right. So uh, there's since you mentioned president, uh, I'm not going to talk about the, the current president, but uh, it's back in during the Vietnam War, uh, something happened at that time. We were engaged in uh, the, uh, around the world. There was something called communism. The United States got pulled into the war, the Vietnam War, because we had this theory and it was called the domino theory. The domino theory is a theory that the United States had, which said that if we can bring down North Vietnam, we can then affect the collapse of communism around the world. In other words, if that falls, then the next communist state falls and the next communist state falls and so forth. So that was the domino theory. Well, we got sucked into the war, but when we got into the Vietnam War, what happened? We know that it went south really fast. We started losing lots of troops. Um, the troops became demoralized. They were beaten. They were brutalized. And the the um, the consultants or the advisors told the president at that time, we, we cannot win this war. We need to quit. We need to get out of there. But he could not do it. And the reason he couldn't do it is the same reason we, that I'm suggesting is that there's this emotional problem. In other words, he felt that if he quit the war, unite, the United States would be viewed as a failure. So the president at that time refused to quit the Vietnam War. In fact, when they talked to him, he said that if he quit, the, all of the lives that have been lost before would have been lost in vain. Now, if you think about it, that makes absolutely no sense. Right. But in his mind, all of the lives that had been lost prior would have been in vain if he didn't, if he had pulled out now. So as a result, he decided to keep going and to keep going. Well, that was really a bad move because we know that we lost tens of thousands of additional lives and we got nothing you know, more out of the deal. So, uh, again, that's just another example of how this uh, concept would apply um, and how people make decisions to not quit because of this this negative uh, stigma attached to the concept. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. We have another caller online, Stanley. Let me connect. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Is Hello? this Janae? Yes. Hello, Janae. How you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Um, I have a question regarding quitting. So, like, um, he mentioned that if you, something isn't going right, you should just quit it. But what if you don't know exactly how? Like, part of it may be going right, but another part might be going right. So how do you determine what's positive and what's what's negative? And then, like, what parts do you keep going along with? And then what parts do you change? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, one of the things in the book that I do discuss is 
why or when you ought to quit. In fact, I give eight reasons. And uh, um, when you get the book, you can take a look at that. Eight reasons of when or why you should quit. Um, and I'll give you just a, a couple of examples now. One of the reasons is, for example, for example, if you're doing the thing for the wrong reason, then that's probably a good time to quit. For example, the wrong reason might be um, if you're doing something because, say, someone else wants you to do it. Let's say you're working a job, you're, you're going to school, uh, but you're, the only reason you're doing that is not something that you want to be doing. It's not your goal in life, but you're doing it because someone else wants you to be doing the thing. Well, you're probably not going to really be able to be successful at it. You're not going to be a good job. At best, you're going to be average or mediocre at doing it because you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's a good time for you to quit. If you really think about it, be honest with yourself, evaluate that situation. You determine this is not what I want to be doing. I'm doing this for because someone else wants me to do it. Um, another time where you may uh, decide that it's time to quit is if you're doing something and you recognize that there is no future in what you're doing. In other words, if you um, in uh, let's say you're 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 either working a job you're in a relationship, there's no future in that job. There's no future in that relationship. Again, once you take a look at that, if you recognize this is going nowhere, this is a dead end, then that's probably a good time when you ought to be thinking about stop, quit doing that thing and find a relationship, find a job that's going to help you become more successful, help you move forward in life. Um, and I'll, I'll give you one other. Again, there's eight reasons in the book, but I'll give you one other uh, for now. If you're doing something and you dread doing it, in other words, every morning when you get up out of bed, the first thing you think about is, I don't want to do this. When you go to bed at night, you're thinking about, I don't want to do this tomorrow. During the day when you're doing this, you're thinking, I don't want to be doing this. You literally dread doing the thing. If that's the case, that's probably a situation where you ought to be quit. You ought to quit doing that and find something more productive um, for your life. So anyway, those are just a few of the examples. But th there's other ways that you know when it's time to quit. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for your uh, question. All right, okay. thank Bye -bye. you, Janae. So uh, you know, you you just gave a, a, a lot of meat because. There are people out there who are saying, "Well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do, and if I quit, I don't know what my next step is." Mm -hmm. So I think giving people an outline of saying, "Okay, if you follow the whole process, like with the four steps that you gave, it's not one thing; it's the whole process." Because if if you quit and you don't, you know, create new goals, if you don't know what what you want, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to quit quit something you don't want when you don't know what you want. So I think, you know, the the process of of critical and free thinking is not something that is promoted in society. It's like this is what we want you to believe and you just go do it. Mm -hmm. So the idea of I have complete choice is not something that we even entertain. So, you know, because I'm hearing over and over again, you're just saying choose, 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 choose. 
and people don't want to make choices. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a tough thing to do, and the, one of the reasons why it's so difficult. Um, we we've already said that uh, emotions is a problem for quitting because of the emotions attached to the the negative connotation to the word. But we also have emotions in terms of choosing. Um, you know, if you choose A versus B, you got to give up A. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 no and. It's always or. And as long as we see it as a as a as a or this or that versus, I just have a choice. And and only thing I'm dealing with, you know, I want to. I was about to jump into quantum physics, and I had to pull myself back, Stanley. Uh, <laughs> I was about to start talking about superposition and things of that nature. And you know, that you know, your book is about being on the ground with life. And I, I was about to get into my uh, theoretical metaphysics. So, <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I haven't been to school for that one yet. So. <laughs> Like my brain was just like, just uh, connecting. But we have another caller. Oh, wait a minute. This person hasn't been. Uh, yeah. Let me connect her. Uh... Hello, Tanya. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing there? Do you have a call, a, a question or comment for Dr. Stanley? I do have a question. I'm listening, and um, I didn't catch the very beginning, but I'm getting caught up, and I'm really enjoying the show. But And I know we're talking about business, or at least that's what I was able to um, get. But I have a 14-year-old that I'm trying to introduce a lot of these principles to. So I want to know how do I go about teaching my 14-year-old son this principle of um, quitting in an effective way for himself? That's a, that's really good. Um, the If you have a son that's 14, d- does he... Is he a reading level? Like, can he read a book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the you should get the book for yourself and then share the book with your son. And the, and, and even if he doesn't necessarily have to read the, the entire book, but if you do that, you read, he read, then that can then create a dialogue. And you and your son can talk about the concepts. Now, one of the things about uh, young people is you do have to be careful. You don't want to tell them, well, you you know, you can just quit. In other words, you don't want to just encourage them to quit all willy-nilly. Now, you you recognize willy-nilly is a technical term. So you don't want want to (laughs) encourage them to quit all willy-nilly. However, it can be harmful with with young people if you – like uh, re- if you refuse to allow them to quit. In other words, let's say he's playing football or, or whatever, baseball. He doesn't want to do it anymore. His life is miserable. He hates doing it. And then you refuse to allow him to quit doing it because you're trying to teach him that he needs to be able to stick to it, for example. Well, that could be a mistake because that um, your son could be very successful at other things. And if you're forcing him to do something that doesn't work for him, he's miserable doing it, then that may not, he may not be able to reach his full potential. So it it is a very um, uh, fine line between whether you should allow him to quit or not. But I think if, if you and he both 
can read the book. And, and even if you don't read the entire book, just looking at different sections that may apply to you. Like, for example, um, there's one chapter in there where I do talk about good reasons to quit and reasons why you should not quit. That would be a good thing for you and him to, to discuss. For example, um, I mentioned some of the reasons to quit before, but um, I'm just going to give you a couple of the reasons why you probably shouldn't quit or you should advise your son that he should not quit. For example, one of the reasons you should not quit is you shouldn't quit just because something is hard. So in other words, if your son is saying, oh, I don't want to play football because it's too hard. Or I don't want to learn how to play the horn. I want to quit the horn because it is too hard. Well, that's probably a time where you should not quit. Uh, so if something is, is hard or difficult, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. So that is a time where you should keep going. Uh, another reason why you might uh, discuss with him things, reasons why you should not quit is you don't quit just because you feel underappreciated. In other words, you're doing what you do, you're doing your sports, you're doing your dance class, you, you know, you're trying to learn how to write your book, whatever. You don't want to quit just because you're not being appreciated. In other words, someone is not lavishing praise on you every day. That is not a good reason for you to quit. You need to find your own self-worth, your own value, and then you keep moving forward. So um, I, I think that those that chapter may be a good chapter for you to look at. So you can get an idea of reasons when you should quit, reasons when you should not quit. And that could then um, launch a good discussion, you know, for you and your son. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what I need because I'm listening and I'm thinking, I want to teach him this, but I I want to make sure I'm presenting it in a way where I'm not giving him um, an easy way out. Where he's right. saying, well, mom, you said I could quit if, you know, if A or if B, and I want to make sure that I'm presenting it in a way where I'm not just saying, as you say, all willy-nilly, that it's okay just to give up, you know, at any time. Yeah, and that's good. And, and by reading the book, um, the other thing that you would be doing with the son is you'd, you'd be empowering him. In other words, he can read and he can think. He can reach conclusions. He can give you opinions and perspectives and you give him opinions and perspectives and then you have a mature dialogue with with your son got you thank you so much that's very well, thank you very for calling. helpful thank you and you guys have a thank wonderful you. day thank you tanya so you know i think that we have you know you know we've covered a lot of information i want to you know see if i can get a couple of more questions we have to stop in about five minutes so i do want to make sure that i hit a couple of more points uh, really quickly, Stanley, if you don't mind, one of the things you talk about is the jigsaw puzzle, uh, about people quitting and jigsaw puzzles. Could you drill down on, on that concept, please? Yeah, just real quick. Um, the, they did a study, and in this study, they, they, they did two things. Number one, they took a um, waiter, and when they looked at the waiter, he, they asked them some questions. And what they found out is that he, when he served people and he filled out his form, you know, his um, ticket or whatever you call it, he, he remembered everything about the people who had not paid their bill. The people who did pay their bill, he forgot everything. He remembered nothing about the details of what happened with that customer and with that table. But the people who did not pay their bills, he remembered everything. What they determined is that Huh. 
if you stop doing something, you're going to not be as um, you, you're going to you're going to remember more if you stop doing it. So they did a second experiment. The second experiment was with a jigsaw puzzle. They took two groups. The first group, they said, OK, do this puzzle and complete it. The second group, they said, do this puzzle, but they prevented them from completing it. The group that they stopped would not let them complete the jigsaw puzzle. They found that that group thought about the puzzle twice as much as the other group. And the conclusion was this, that if you prevent someone from doing something, in other words, you, you quit doing something, your brain is going to continue thinking about the thing that you quit because the human brain is hardwired for completion. So what they found out is that one of the reasons we have a problem quitting things, stop doing things, disengage from bad relationships, quit jobs, move out of cities. Reason One of the reasons why we have a problem quitting those things is because our brain is hardwired. It keeps going back. In other words, we want to complete some unfinished business. And that's what the jigsaw puzzle experiment told them. That is a, a fantastic example and analogy, Stan. I must say that I'm a totally hijacked. And... <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Hey, I, didn't, I, I didn't create it. I just read about it. Hey, and, I, and I know you've stolen my stuff before. <laughs> I'm going to steal some more. You keep giving out good stuff. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> you know, but it, it really makes you think because when you don't get an opportunity to complete a thing, you know, it, it does make a difference because you know, I think it's it's the benefit, for instance, uh, and it, it's just we only got a couple of minutes left, I, you know, just for chit-chat purposes. I think it's one of the reasons why social media is so effective, because when you're scrolling down that wall, you know, I've seen myself where you're like, okay, I'm just going to check. I'll get some notifications, and I'll just scroll down the wall and find myself scrolling until I bump into something I've seen before. It's like, don't stop scrolling until you know you're complete. And what will end up happening is, what if that takes five minutes or if it takes 20 minutes? So if I put my phone down, it's like, okay, did I miss something? Did I miss a, a post? Did I miss something? Whatever. So it, it has a pull on on the brain's natural tendency to complete itself. Right. You know, so, you know, you know you got work to do, but you see these emails, I'm going to just check three emails and get off and finish my and finish what I got to do. No, most likely you look up and it's hours later and you're still going through emails. And I'm not saying the emails aren't important, but I do know that, you know, you know, I intentionally don't open open up my other emails accounts other than my work email account many times because I don't even want to see nothing else because I'll say, well, maybe this is important and I'll just start going through them. So I agree with you completely and that study that your brain can get stuck on something and want to complete the process until your brain says it's done. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the best use of your time or your skill or your energy. Well, and I think you gave a, I think you gave a good example because it's just like if you're cleaning up your house, you're going through your old mail or junk. Well, what do you do? You pull out the first thing you see and you just, you got to read the whole thing. It's like, dude, this is garbage. Throw it away. But no, yeah. you've got to go through that thing because you can't quit looking at it. Okay. Yes. I, you know, and so I, I think that this is a, a great concept and I'm glad that you wrote the book and you're introducing this concept to the world in a in a practical manner without 
it having to, you know, people have to study, you know, somebody's thesis. You're putting it right in front of people in a real practical manner. So we only have about 45 seconds left. So I want to thank you for coming on the show today and introducing my callers to the concept of quit, the last principle of success. Is there anything you want to leave the callers with before the show ends in 29 seconds? No, well, I just want to thank you for having me on the show. I, I appreciate you. I think uh, you're doing a, a great job with your show, and um, and I love it. So I appreciate you having me on. Uh, once again, they can, uh, they can get the book on Amazon.com or visit my website at thequitdoctor.com right so beautiful beautiful so next week you know we're going to continue to rock and roll you know we have several upcoming guests that I think that people will love to so continue to check us out at Truth Transforms next week we'll have the Reverend Deborah Johnson God bless you all and enjoy your day Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.